Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. The storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's the biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Two Chains here of the Big Go Boat Wrestling Podcast. Sorry, I'm turning around because Total Divas just came on. It's a side joke because <laughs> I see why you, I see why you might have changed it now. See, I, I, I would get distracted. I, I can't do it. <laughs> well, welcome everybody tonight. It's Two Chains here, um, along with fellow host uh, Mr. Silly Sellers, and we have Hello. a special guest tonight. And um, at the underscore David Conrad DC is what we're going by tonight. Uh, our, our boy DC, what's going on? Nothing much over here. How y'all doing? Good, good. Um, before we let uh, DC introduce himself tonight, a um, lot to talk about going into SummerSlam and uh, NST TakeOver this week. You weekend. did it again. You did it again. SummerSlam, Survivor Series, <laughs> whatever, 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 ever. SS, okay, same thing. But anyway... <laughs> Anyway, the big the big question everybody likes to talk about each week is uh, who won the week between uh, Raw and SmackDown. But I think the real question that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to, to debating next week is who won the weekend between NXT TakeOver and Survivor Series, if that's Good okay job. with you, Good job. <laughs> this weekend. And the reason why that's, that's legitimately a real question is because TakeOver has been flawless with each show this year. And... And it just wouldn't be surprising if once again they stole the show. So that's just the plug in what we're going into next week. But this week we're going to preview um, Survivor Series uh, NST TakeOver. We're going to talk about Conor McGregor and his big win at uh, two, UFC 205 along with Triple H's comments that he made about him. Mm-hmm. And um, Goldberg, the fantasy match is happening this weekend, but Goldberg with some interesting uh, comments today about possibly injuring himself. So um, here we go. Like I said, Father Time is undefeated, <laughs> and we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see how serious it is. And the, the big question that's been floating around is: Will he be able to get Brock Lesnar out for the jackhammer? I don't know, especially with the injury he's talking about. But we'll see. But uh, DC with us tonight. Um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Make sure you plug away anything um, that you want to talk about, and uh, let's get into it. Uh, nothing really for me to plug, but just tell you, I'm from San Antonio, uh, so down here in Texas. I used to live in Austin. Uh, back in Austin, I spent some time, about a year, with a wrestling organization, AAPW. Uh, did some sound video for them. Uh, did a little bit of refereeing. I did a no-DQ match, so I just kind of told people to stop with chairs, but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> you said uh, a- so, cool little wrestling school. AAPW? Say again? A- AAPW. Uh, America's Academy of Pro Wrestling. Cool. So, DC, let me ask this question real quick to you, Tame. So, going back to you being a wrestler, this is my first question I want to ask you. How hard as a referee is it to moderate or control a match? Because, really, you have to call the spots. You have to communicate, you know, if people know the insides and outs of refereeing through wrestling. How hard is that to control the whole match? Uh, since I was just starting uh, with my referee, uh, they put me with people that had done a lot of matches before, so I didn't do so much of the calling. I was gotcha. just more of kind of like keep keeping pace and just kind of getting my feet wet in that. 
Okay. Uh, so from you know from learning with them, it's pretty hard. I, I never really got to call a match in the ring as a referee, but just keeping up with them was kind of difficult. Nice. Any? Uh, um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Any talent? Any uh, well-known talent came from that uh, that school? Uh, there's some people that are pretty big uh, down in Austin and Texas. Uh, I got to, he didn't come to the school, but I got to meet ACH. Oh, uh, nice. Saw him in an Inspire Pro match. Cool. Uh, right now, one of my good friends, Donnie Giovanni, is uh, kind of going around Austin, San Antonio, different places. Okay. Uh, and then actually, one of our, one of the girls who started with the school, uh, Delilah Doom. So shout out to her. Uh, she was actually on Raw. She faced Nia Jax as a local talent. Oh, oh nice. Very nice. awesome. Cool. Okay, so San Antonio obviously is um, our destination come January for the Royal Rumble, and like we talked about on air, we def- um, uh, about four members of the crew will be coming down there. Nope. So it would almost not make sense. It would almost not make sense for us for not to not meet, meet up with you. And now you give me another idea because I'm very big into going to Randy indie wrestling, and um, wonder if there's going to be a show around town then that weekend. Uh, yeah, there's another one in San Antonio, River City Wrestling, RCW. Uh, they okay. usually put on some stuff. Cody Rhodes was there uh, last week or week before. Really? Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> man. Come back, Cody. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We'll, we'll have to talk about that. But anyway, um, since you're from the area, any other suggestions um, from from an Eaton standpoint and from a wrestling fan standpoint that you want to uh, probably provide for us? Considering I've never been at all, but um, I'm also looking for the experience of maybe some um, sightseeing and just things around that, the, the, the whole tourist thing. No, I mean, if, if you come to San Antonio, you've got to hit the Riverwalk. You've got to go around there, uh, visit little the local places. Uh, as I mean, for name, I don't know too many places, but just kind of hitting the restaurants about there. Um, yep. They're always really good, authentic Tex-Mex, I guess. Sometimes Mexican, <laughs> sometimes the Tex-Mex, but it's all... Great. Cool. Nice. Yeah, that's Dwayne's favorite word. You say Cody Rhodes and Silly Silas goes by. He says text message. Dwayne's going to appear any minute. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. I definitely look forward for the Rumble. Um, um, it'll be my first time going to a Rumble, first time in San Antonio. So all all around should be a good experience. And, and hopefully, yeah, if I can get myself into an indie show down there, that's just that's icing on the cake. But. Like I like I tell people for Nova Pro, I mean for twenty twenty five dollars, man, you really can't go wrong for an indie show, man. You're you're going to see good talent, and you're going to see people that got their heart out there trying to like make a name for themselves in the first place. Mm-hmm. Overall, yeah. you're doing a good show. Um, but moving forward, let's 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 get into uh the, the UFC two hundred five that just happened, uh, which was November twelfth, so last Saturday. Yep. Um. Not gonna go over the good card, but it was absolutely a good show from top to bottom. Um, three three belts was uh, defended that night, and um, of course the headliner was Conor McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez. And even if he, none of those, even if even <laughs> if nobody name comes to mind, everybody knows who Conor McGregor is. Who might be, absolutely he he might be biggest heel in the whole MMA world right now. Maybe the biggest heel mm-hmm. in all like. Combat sports, sports. You know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he ended up winning. He ended up winning that night, um, becoming the first um, UFC fighter to ever hold two belts at once. His post interview was absolutely 
First of all, it's a family friendly show, so don't expect for me to quote anything that was said after that match. He was pretty upset that he didn't have both of his belts, but he eventually did. And it was cool to see him hold both of the belts. Like as a WWE fan, I feel like anytime somebody wins two belts, our biggest thing is to see their posture of how they're holding it. Like everybody right. wants to see how they're claiming it. Triple H is more ironic for his two like that, and you know, one person sometimes I forget who wears one around. And some somebody recently wore like warm stack. I think it might have been Seth, Seth Rollins, but either way, um, Conor McGregor was was very 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 adamant about making sure that he got both of his belts. <laughs> yeah. But um, the reason why we're bringing it up because I didn't want to. We have so much to talk about, so I didn't want to go off the with so much UFC talk today. Is that <laughs> Triple H was in attendance that night and mm-hmm. had a lot of like interesting uh, comments about. The potential of Conor McGregor coming over to the WWE. Now, granted, this is not anything that's going to happen anytime soon. Considering that one, <laughs> Conor McGregor is sending tweets out to uh, Floyd Mayweather telling him to go to Showtime <laughs> if he wants to have a legitimate boxing match. He said, "Tell Showtime to pay him a hundred million cash, and he'll do it." And I mean, like that seems that seems far fetched. He'll never get that in the WWE, but that. Probably could happen considering we're talking about Floyd and Connor right now. And um, Connor's making some high demands to UFC as well, saying like it, first of all, he made a he made a prediction back in 2014. He wrote a tweet that said, two belts and a share in the company. So now that he has the two belts, now he's saying like he does I, well, I'll, I'll, I'll read the quote exactly. He says, if you wanna um, he said, I want ownership, I want what I deserve, I want what I earn. If you want me to stick around, let's talk. In regard to now him getting share of the company. So, very, I mean, you got to love to hate the guy. 26 years old, I think he is. Fabulous yeah. career in the UFC, Ultimate Hill. He's from Dublin, Ireland. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of wrestlers um, from that area now represent, as, well, except for Becky, but as Hills. And he just has a – it just seems seamless that he has the opportunity to come over, but – Really, when Triple H actually endorses people, that's typically a big thing. Triple H was quoted by saying, like, he could come over. He got it all. He got the personality. He has the skills, the talk. He's an entertainer for sure. He's like, no, he doesn't, you know, you don't need to be 300 pounds no more in order to be successful. He says we have 200-pound guys who are stars. And he said, what, Connor walks around about 180. Like, that's not a problem. So, and then he said, go ahead. Done with the cruiserweights. We'll see how that goes. Exactly. Oh, Good oh, point. <laughs> I'm getting right to that. But Triple H, the last comments about Triple H is that he said, then he can follow the same suit as Floyd Mayweather and, you know, maybe set up a, um, a high-profile match against somebody really big, like how Floyd did with the big show. At WrestleMania. WrestleMania. So, you know, the opportunity is there. But, I mean, look, if he came over even as a, a part of a full-time wrestler, yeah, he has his own style because – the thing that Michael Cole don't understand is that being a cruiserweight does not make you a luchador. <laughs> Literally, sure. you know, like Zack Sabre Jr. is not a luchador, and Kodo Bush is not a luchador, and uh, Drew Gallick is not a luchador. People that have different styles who can break you, crumble you, whatever, and not flying all around. Connor will come in, will probably just have vicious kicks from his Muay Thai background, but also is very trained in other martial arts. He can do it all, but he's not flying nowhere. <laughs> he's not at all. <laughs> he 
But um, with that being said, then I I will be curious because I've me and uh, silly selves we talked about it a lot in the past. But Dave, what, what, what's your take on Triple H's uh, endorsement of Connor to the WWE? I think it'd be a really neat, he'd be a cool addition, and it'd be fun to see him in a match. I'm just trying to imagine who can keep up with him. There is, I don't think there's anybody on the mic that would be able to even get close to his level. Yeah, like, nobody, can, nobody can trash talk. In the cruiserweights right now, not at all. And you know, the other thing, the other thing that kind of makes me that, that like that. It's really like mind blowing is that he's from Devlin Island, yet his speech is much better than Becky Lynch and Finn Balor. And <laughs> can command a mic crazy, and I just, I don't know. You, you're right. Nobody in the cruiserweights right now will be able to do anything well for him. Maybe, maybe Brian Kendrick, but Hill versus Hill is not gonna not gonna do any good. No, I mean you'd have to put a face with Paul Heyman and get him to do the talking. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if Paul Heyman would have brought Lesnar and Conor McGregor together as like a mini oh, stable? I mean, just think about that. The UFC yes, boys? Yeah, the UFC boys, like, they would be brought. I mean, just imagine of his clients that he would have. Client one, Brock Lesnar, who's a beast in both UFC for his weight class and a beast for WrestleMania, who conquered the under, Undertaker's undefeated streak. And then you got Conor McGregor. And Paul Heyman can just, you know, be the mouthpiece for him. And even Conor could represent himself, too. That would just be an interesting statement if that was to happen. Dominating WWE and the Cruiserweights. Does he lure back another Paul Heyman guy with this with this possible stable? Uh, you talking about Phil Brooks? I don't know. If you, uh, <laughs> that would that, that, be interesting. I'm, I'm not sure. He's not CM Punk to me. He's Phil Brooks until he gets another win. <laughs> you know what's even funny? You know what's even funny, too? Conor McGregor. Nobody in the, in the UFC can even keep up with his trash talking. Like, no. so. <laughs> I mean, I the, the promo that's, that Phil, Phil Brooks put at the end of that UFC match when he lost, it was so face. It was like unlike CM Punk to me. That yeah. I, it, it would be a, I don't know, it would be an interesting concept if that was to happen. Oh, he, he had his soul snatched. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. And all over the TV. <laughs> Big time. Uh, Big time. So, David, I, 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 I promise you, I wouldn't lie to you, but. What the inevitable happened in D. Wayne mysteriously uh, has appeared. Uh, a rare Pokemon sighting. Uh, D. Wayne, are you there, sir? Yes. What up? What up? <laughs> D. Wayne, we're um, we are um, privileged to have a special guest in D.C. with us that you missed the whole in depth three, and I mean it's typical you. You know, you 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 come in when you want, but. You missed that whole part, but anyway, we'll move we'll move forward from <laughs> from the UFC thing. But um, the biggest thing that I take from it is even if it's not a reality, I like the fact that um, cross promotions is a thing, and absolutely, um, and it's 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 a it's a real reality to know that people are fans of other sports and they're not, and they're not hiding the fact like you used to. Maybe Vince in the Supreme Vince days where it was just like. We're keeping wrestling as wrestling. We're not going to mix it. And even when yep. Dan White was like, we don't want to do anything because we don't want people to get the misconception of what's real and what's not. It's good to see that nowadays that, um, like I said, a cross promotion can be effective and work. And look, y'all, y'all can bring money to each other's company, which has already been displayed with Brock Lesnar. So why, why not? But <clears throat> speaking of cross promotions, um, the Evolve show uh, last week in, in Maryland, I don't know if you guys – I, well, I didn't go, but I don't know if you guys seen any of the tweets about it. 
when William William Regal appeared. Yep. And gave um, Tony Nese a full time contract. Yep, saw that. Man, that's that's awesome right there. Like that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that Triple H giving Cedric Alexander his endorsements in the CWC was big, and I think this is just as big. You know, like legitimately to see William Regal come out to do that. So. Uh, shout out to Evolve Wrestling, and um, I know if Evolve does anything in San Antonio, there's no question I'll be there for that. So, yeah. But anyway, moving on to our next topic. Uh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like I said, DC, let's let's talk about the tweet uh, originally. How we got about um, having you on the show today? Um, about two weeks ago, uh, we was talking about the formation of what was at the time hinted that Sami Zayn was going to be the fifth member of Team Raw, which a photo had leaked, which ended up not coming to light. But at that time, um, David sent out an interesting tweet that really caught my eye, and I was like, man, that makes a lot of sense. And the tweet basically, um, not verbatim, but basically said that Rusev and Braun Strowman should trade places where Rusev should be on the team, and Braun chimes to Sami for a title shot. First of all, Rusev has had absolutely one of the greatest years right now for him, of his career and for Hill right now. It's substantially always been relevant, uh, was able to get out the doghouse with, you know, the whole wedding thing, but actually turn around and still become relevant. Not not be buried by running to Cena and all the other foes. And st- like, really, really good year. And now I'm pretty sure if I look to my left, he's going to be on Total Divas, so... <laughs> really, really good year for Rusev, but um, now from now from uh, looking forward ahead from when you originally posted that tweet, uh, now what do you think about that and and what should be done considering that Sammy is on in his own avenue now and um, well and and Braun is actually is going to be a legitimately a member. What do you, what do you think now? No, uh, I would have liked for them to continue a little bit of the uh, Sami Zayn versus uh, Strowman. But uh, even though that didn't happen anymore, I think they're both in their own good places now. Uh, Strowman destroying the entire New Day was incredible to watch. That was so much fun. I think they're doing a good job with Strowman. And I don't think, I think Dwayne last week contested that. Um, but I, I absolutely love everything that's going on with Strowman. The, the booking for him has been good since he's uh, left the member of the Wise. And now with the intrigue of Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton and Braun Strowman, um, I guess you could say many few for Survivor Series that's coming up. There's a lot of intrigue in that as well, too. But Braun Strowman, at first I thought the whole look and the, the um, solo gimmick wasn't going to go good, but I'm, I'm intrigued with it. But I, I just can't help to think that Rusev suffers here and don't deserve to not have been on the roster or to even be in at least a substantial profile match this week, this weekend. I'm just kind of lost at that. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think he deserves a little bit better. And now, you know, the Miz, um, who I, at first I was a little bit worried too, was going to happen to the same thing, but it looks like he'll have a match, but even still now Dolph doesn't have a match. I'm just wondering, do we see some type of like pre-show match coming about that I'm not a big fan of, or do we just not see Rusev and them at all this weekend? Before we go to that, DC, let me ask you this question, and it could be a yes or no. Just speaking about the Miz, <laughs> is the Miz a Hall of Famer? Yes or no? Oh. Hey, you, you're not required to answer this. Question. Stop. Yes, DC, you have just, to answer. Please, just, just don't. I mean, 
If you're smart, you won't. <laughs> I, I, I need your intellect right here, DC. You're a man of San Antonio. I don't like the Spurs, and I'm a Suns fan, but still, is the Miz a Hall of Famer right now? A six-time IC champion at that. Oh, you had to put the accolades out there. No one cares. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm going to say yes, but it's not going to be anytime soon. No, don't have to be anytime soon, but he won't be retiring anytime soon as well. But awesome. No, but it, 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 I don't know if it's going to be like 10 years, 20 years, but like, hey, you know what? Who, who else do we have on our list? We've Everybody's in the Hall of Fame. Let's put him in there. That's so wrong. See, I agree with that part right there. <laughs> That's so wrong. He he's part of the, no I, I, he is again he's part of that extra list of throw-ins you know like Jackyard Dog and <laughs> <laughs> that's so 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 wrong you know it's just, it's... no I I think he is go ahead no, I I think he is it did, now not anymore but I think he is very underrated as a heel he's come into this limelight and I think he plays the Miz. Perfectly, he is a perfect heel. No, I, I don't. I think he tried to be face once and just did not work out. But uh, yeah. I, I think, I think, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think that he has done enough to get his credibility over where he started to now to say, you know what, he came into his own. We're, we're going to be on this Miz Hall of Famer thing for like weeks, man. Like, so, <laughs> it's a real thing. So I have a conclusion. This is what the Miz is. We have an A plus version of the Miz on Raw right now. His name is Chris Jericho. <laughs> the Miz is more like the C version of him. Like you know, he's gonna make it in, but you know, he's he's good at a lot of stuff, but just isn't great at a lot of stuff. I, the, I'm sorry, but I'm going with DC on this one. The Miz is underrated, and Mick Foley alluded to it on uh, the state of the WWE and. He's been great, and maybe it was the brand split that helped him, but nonetheless, he's been great. And I think him being a six-time Intercontinental Championship definitely tips the curve to him being a Hall of Famer more sooner than later. But I, I don't know. Is this? I, think, I, I don't know if you've. I don't know if you've heard, but he beat John Cena in the main event of WrestleMania. I was just getting to that. I was just getting to that. But oh lord. Hey, guys, y'all question. What happened to him right after that? Um, he got devoured by the Cena monster. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, like, he's going to need one more really big, substantial moment in his career, defining moment, in order to really tip the curve over for it to be a no-brainer. But, you know, he'll get there. And I think he's he'll get there by, which I hope not by circumstances of like what Vader is going about to go through now, where it's like something like detrimental or uh, career ending or anything of that note. I hope he just clean slate goes in and continues to keep working as good as he is working at. Oh, but on a, on another note, I think I might have to post this later on tonight. But I wonder if people are more of a fan of Dol- uh, Dolph Ziggler, more of a fan of The Miz, or more of a fan of Jericho as heels right now. Because the Miz is a straight heel, but Chris Jericho gets the fans over. You know he's supposed to be working heel. Like you made the list, it's, it's crazy. I think Jericho is a prime example of blurring the lines between face and heel. 
I'm technically he's a heel, but I mean the way the way he is doing his character right now, it's just like you cannot help but to cheer for this man right now. So I mean, you I've said it for weeks. He's probably the best thing Raw has known, and he's like he's overshadowing Kevin Owens to me. That's why I I think right now it's vital for Kevin Owens to be that last man standing. I think. I think. Oh, first of all, hold on. Are you on Jericho's side again? Because I recall you not liking Jericho much. Hey, look. Yes, I'm on Jericho's side because he he it grew on me like this. He, he just grew on me again. Um, Chris Jericho looking at James Ellsworth and saying, "What is that?" is the, <laughs> the funniest thing in the entire world. I. Oh my God, I have watched it back on Hulu this morning and I just could not stop laughing. He said, wait a minute, <laughs> cameraman come here. What is that? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's something in the crowd. And it's like I could not I couldn't believe it. It was it was it was bananas. But um so nonetheless, moving forward, raw. We had the Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar competition in the ring. Um, Goldberg has been, I think he's been killing his promo and his mic time. Uh, Brock, thank God, did not see the mic, which is a good thing. But the, the, <laughs> question, the question to talk about here, and I'm going to send it right to you, DC, is how do you feel about Paul Heyman and sort of say, like you said, off his element? What Do you think it was legit or do you think he was really thrown off by the Goldberg chance? I, I don't think he's I think he's kind of acting that bit because I can't I can't imagine him getting thrown off because of Goldberg of all the things that you know he has been in the ring for and all the opponents that Lesnar has faced in the past two years I can't imagine Goldberg being the one to set him off his game you're not thinking about it so, John, John Cena yeah that that might be the maybe the toughest cookie in uh in crowd control he probably had to deal with but I, I don't know. I felt like he might have been off of his game because he started stuttering and he had to reset like 20 times and maybe that's what he was supposed to do. But I don't know. I maybe that's his greatness. Trying to put over. Finally, after the third attempt, he got him over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Vince Man is happy and safe at home and didn't pop a blood vessel. So that's good. Um, uh, D-Wayne, did, did you catch Raw this week? D-Wayne, that's on mute. So, yeah, I, I caught Raw this week. Yes, I did. And I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see. It's interesting that Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns were your lasting images at the end of it. Nonetheless, it's still Roman Reigns. <laughs> It's still Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, I don't even think they showed Roman Reigns being touched in that invasion. Like, they, they do too much with a guy. Um, the invasion was cool, though. I, I liked it. Um, yeah. But to me, it just proved that he's he's going, he's about to go in the main event sooner than later. Roman Reigns? Yeah. And that's what I'm getting from all this right now. He's going to go to the main event sooner than later. I, I think so. This is a face of not being happy. Like, <laughs> like I, no. 
Um, I agree. Oh. Don't be happy. Be sad. No. <laughs> Call me Actually. off the loop or whatever, but I, I, every time I see Dean Ambrose, I just never realize how big of a guy he is. Like, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, then AJ, I really, really, I know he's a smaller guy, but I just really never realize how big Dean is. When he's next to AJ, it's like it's crazy. But um, that that closing segment on Raw of uh, both uh, Team SmackDown versus Team uh, Raw, I do like the fact that they are. What are the acknowledging the many views that's going to be in this match? And I hope they all are addressed correctly. One to the uh, pay per view. But I just can't really, I can't really just get over the James, the James Ellsworth thing. Like, it was, just, it was bananas. Like, I don't know, man. It, you know, let's talk about James Ellsworth for a quick second. When when do we pull him off the screen? When 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 do we give him the plug? DC, I'm sorry. I'll say after Survivor Series. I, I think this little run as the mascot, just kind of give him something to rub the shoulders of the guys. But I think after Survivor Series, you take him out to the Rumble. D Ray, I think James Ellsworth is a is a permanent fixture. Really. I mean, look at the shirt. The shirt is great. <laughs> How can you not want that shirt? Uh, okay, now another tweet that I'm gonna have to uh, <laughs> that I have to uh, give some attention to was from um, at, um, the uh, Marcus Mark uh, Trina said that James Ellsworth was John Cena's best Make a Wish ever. I. <laughs> I I I couldn't I couldn't even I didn't even have a laugh for it. It was so it was it was beyond my understanding how somebody could think of something so funny and ridiculous at the same time. Like <laughs> but I gotta give it to the guy, man. He's living the moment and that's what you're supposed to do, man. He he really does have a um a legitimate like traditional America story, like a guy raising his kids, just so before a chance, has this wrestling school in Maryland, and now he's getting the spotlight, and it's only going to help everything that, you know, that he's been working for to, to come to light much better, and everybody likes him. I don't think there's a James Ellsworth hater in the building, so good, good for him at the time. But, um, so, okay, so we covered the men's, I mean, yeah, we covered the men's for Raw. Anything else happened good on Raw? I'm trying to think. Uh, let's see. I mean, nothing I really remember that stuck out. I think that was kind of the highlights of it was Strowman destroying stuff, uh, the Lesnar Goldberg, and then the ending uh, the ending segment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a quick question, too. I heard – I saw somebody tweet, but they didn't respond back that they said, is Randy okay? Randy Orton – nothing happened to Randy Orton during that uh, whole invasion thing, did he? Anything you catch? I don't think so. Oh. Uh, Oh, uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about somebody that 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 took a blow on <laughs> SmackDown when the um the women the raw women invaded um the Carmella Nikki Bella match and um I'm not sure if you've seen it, but Nikki Bella lost the two and yeah, something chipped yeah it chipped or something it didn't look it did not look good at all and the memes was ready for her <laughs> once they showed her on Talking Smack but. <laughs> 
Um, that invasion piece was really good too. Um, I thought that was the highlight of the night. Um, I'm, I have a lot more intrigue for that match as well too. I think that um, the men's invasion was a, was done a little bit better, but Charlotte's so good to me. Her coming to the ring and um, you know, talking smack and getting a ticket. I, I like I like the whole ordeal with that. Um, Nia Jax running through the barricade. <laughs> <laughs> When I, when I seen it live, I was just like, okay, I can't wait for the internet to get to this. And sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, they, they they got to it. But I think she is the X factor of the match, and it'll be interesting to see the spots that are done with her or with in that involves her as well, too. But um uh Sellers, I know you stepped away for a quick second. Yeah, unfortunately had an important phone call I had. No, no problem. We're talking about SmackDown now in the the invasion for the women. Um, Nia Jax is awkward to me. <laughs> awkward. I, I don't think nothing's more awkward than David Otunga saying, did you see the size of that girl? And I was just like, okay. <laughs> not, not sure how I should not, take not that. To not to continue the trend, but what's awkward is her theme music. It does not match her persona. I cannot stand that pop music when she comes out and she's just staring, looking at East side of what's going on, but that's no here nor there. But um, but uh, honestly, just to continue with the point with the women's invasion, I actually, I actually, excuse me, thought that was well done. It was better than Monday Night Raw's invasion, and you had had them actually touch, in which it wasn't a touch, was it giving away too much? But I just don't want to say I hope that invasion part will be better than what the match will be on the Survivor Series, and I really hope that the women bring it up and actually try to steal it. So, and that's, that's going to be my potential match of the night though. If they can get together, do the right eliminations, that that could be the match of the night for Survivor Series. You, you know, I, um, you bring up a good point. I'm going to send this question around to everybody. Who do you think is going to be the first to be eliminated and why? For the women? Yes. Ooh. Considering everybody that's on both rosters, who do you think is going to be the first to be eliminated and why? Alexa Bliss. Alessa Bliss. Why? Yeah. I think it's going to be something where um, her and Becky are going to get like a miscommunication that allows Alexa to get eliminated. And then they might turn on each other where Becky gets eliminated because of Alexa. That's going to continue their feud on SmackDown after this. I think you still have to build those internal storylines within the big concept of the match. And I think that could be a good way to get them off without looking weak. Because I fully expect the Raw women's team to win because there's better talent on that side. But I think spotlights are going to go to them in regards to um, getting their few continued and then making this about Nikki, hey, I'm the real leader of the SmackDown division, and make this like a Nikki comeback match. I think that could be, I think that could be said about a lot of mini feuds that's, that's kind of um, already in place. I mean, I don't know if you really want to even – I don't really know if you want to consider this a feud or not, but um, – uh, Foxy and Nia Jack. I mean, yeah. potentially my pick. My pick would be, you know, uh, Alicia Fox, just because of the fact that she doesn't have anything relevant going on right now. So her leaving the match early does absolutely nothing. You know, I don't. Right. I don't expect Nia Jack to be eliminated until last. But um, I feel like they're for the same concept you said, miscommunication that ends up getting Alicia Fox eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um, but DC. I'm going to have to agree and go with Alicia Fox. I think she's going to be probably one of the people to help put over some of the newer stars, Alexa Bliss, Carmella. 
Yeah, good good point. Good point. Um I feel like I feel like they're high on Lesser Bliss right now, uh considering that they're giving her the first title run. So um I expect for her to be around a little bit. But um yeah, I, I really can't. I really can't sway anywhere different besides Alicia Fox. I, I think she's the no brainer, but we'll see. I will be pretty surprised if it's Naomi again, because Naomi seems to always get the short end of the stick, like mysteriously. But mm-hmm. we'll see. but I expect for her to actually be the person to command a lot of spots as well too. Considering I think that she needs out. this match the most. She, she needs she, this match the most. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne, who do you think is going to get eliminated uh, first, potentially for the women's uh, match? Um, that's a good question, and I can't. You know how you want to say one of the smaller names is going to be eliminated first. Um, I won't be surprised if they reverse and they have one of the bigger names go first. So when I when I look back up and down, you know who I think that's going to go first, and I hate to say this name, Sasha. Yes, <laughs> I saw that coming. I, I'm I, I'm saying that because I, I'm leaning more towards a, a Bailey Charlotte feud going forward, and I think this is the time to build that. And you know, what I'm saying you can push Charlotte. I mean, you can put push Sasha out the picture until. WrestleMania season comes around. Um, so, if I was creative, I would book since you know Raw, especially if Raw has the bigger names. I would book one of one of their big three to go out first. And my pick is Sasha. I I, I think uh, another thing I want to take uh, on that note too. I thought that Bailey coming in for the evasion didn't fit her mold as well. Did not. It did not. Awkward. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bailey go out early on that note, considering that Charlotte already called her the weakest link to, to create a new feud with her. So um, maybe we get Bailey the whole triumphant story where she was the weakest link survivor series. She was the last to come over from the four horsewoman actually to beat Charlotte for the title next. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I fully expect I fully, fully expect SmackDown women to win. And I think it's because we know that Raw has the the more star power in the women's division right now, but I fully expect SmackDown women to win. I was, you know, now that, you know, let's just, let's well, let's go to NXT first, but I do. I am curious to see who who each each every who everybody thinks is going to win what match and for what reason, because I've been thinking about it for a while and I've just been trying to think what makes sense moving forward. But I have my I have my reserves for certain reasons, especially the Undertaker coming back. Um, oh uh, yeah, just before we do go forward, um, SmackDown's 900 episode. Um, Cindy says you brought up a tweet. That caught a lot of um, attention yesterday. Oh, you could bring that up real quick. Oh, you want me? Up? Let me see if I can bring that up real quick. I'm sorry, I wasn't looking. Give me one second to bring it up so I make sure I get this correctly. But anyway, it was 900 episode um, of Raw yesterday. 
And the tweet said, in honor of the SmackDown now episode, who would you consider Mr. SmackDown? And that, you know, this question really does cater back to who carries SmackDown, uh, making it a legitimate show. And right now, um, from the votes, we have The Rock at 41%, Undertaker at 30, 33%, Edge at 24%, and John Cena at 2%. So, DC, I'm not sure if you got a chance to see that tweet, but uh, I'd be curious to know who do you think will be considered Mr. SmackDown? My choice is not on your list. My choice for Mr. SmackDown has got to be Holla Holla Terry Long. Or Teddy Long. Teddy Long. Oh, really? Teddy Long Long is my Mr. SmackDown. You you picture his voice wanting a tag team match every time with the big show and The Undertaker. You know, I I like that. uh, I I was really, I I really thought she was going towards Batista on that one, but I like that. No, but I, I picked Undertaker. Uh, I know the I know SmackDown is The Rock's show, but just over the years, to me, The Undertaker has become synonymous with SmackDown. City uh, Salas, in, in, in your pick? Yeah, my pick would definitely be The Undertaker. Um, Undertaker, but in a way, I think Edge had the best career on SmackDown. Um, because even though Undertaker, when you think about SmackDown, you always think about The Undertaker coming in, always had his great feuds on SmackDown, but Edge's career was really defined by his world title runs on SmackDown. So I think Edge made the most of his career, and I think he has to thank SmackDown for making himself have a Hall of Fame career because he had some great feuds and great title matches and great uh, title reigns during his tenure. All right. Let's, let's be real right now. I'm going to shine some light on you all. All, all right, right. Here we go. I mean, Edge is a great choice. The Undertaker is a great choice. Let's be real. SmackDown was called by one man and one man only, The Rock. The Rock is Mr. SmackDown. <laughs> Anytime that you have a show basically named after what you do, you're Mr. SmackDown. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know who, my, who my, my pick would be. Like, a lot makes me lean towards Edge because I feel like um, it really did define his career. Um, the Rock is obviously it's the obvious choice, but The Rock would have been The Rock no matter what, you know. And The Rock, he is named after you know one of his uh, mini promos, whatever SmackDown Hotel, blah blah blah. But doesn't quite mean that the show would have been successful uh, with with uh, without him. And I think that or either would have made him successful having the show. Um, but Edge, I really think it did because. He would have just been in the stable. He might have been in the tag team division for a long time. and But he really had his legitimate singles run and became like an A-list superstar being on mm-hmm. SmackDown. So it's really it's really hard for me not to to not want to go with Edge on that note. But Teddy Law, I, I really like that. I really do. Oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, any, any who – I mean, let me say this. A shout out to all the fans who voted and responded. I think that was um, a great interaction that, that we had as far as a question. The question just came impromptu to my head when I posted it. Um, but just once again, to think that was, that was a great conversation we had for 30 minutes for, for certain people. You know, it was awesome. Indeed. I love good questions. I love interaction. I love having <laughs> fans on the show. Like, I love all that stuff, okay? I love it. Um, anyway, so um, – Let's move forward to the NXT TakeOver Toronto that's coming up on Saturday. Oh, is it coming on at regular time? I just want to. I think 8 o'clock. Um, I had it up earlier. 
no biggie. But um, we get to the conclusion of the Dusty World Classic where we have the uh, excuse me, we have the TM sixty one versus the Authors of Pain. Um, we're just gonna go through this quick. I expect the Authors of Pain to come over just because they're um, legitimately. Uh, first of all, I just like the fact that they are just they have just. What am I? What am I trying to say? They've just been established, and I think this is a good platform for them to win to legitimately make them dumb. I mean, obviously, if you're watching this season, you know who they are, but I think this really like helps them going forward. More like the Baron Corbin and the and the Andre the Giant Memorial. Mm-hmm. As like it gives you a good platform and starter to move forward. Um, TM61 is known all over the world in any worlds, and everybody, you know, them their their signing was a big thing. And I expect them to be successful no matter what. I don't even expect them to be on NXT much longer anyway. So um, not worry about that. But I do expect them to have the tag straps at some point too. Maybe the authors of pain sooner than later, but TM61 will be fine no matter what. The, the mighty don't kneel. But um, who do you guys have winning that match and for what reason? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I have not looked at not one single match of this Dusty Road Tag Team Classic. And part of it is because I need to reset myself with NXT. When you have a big draft, it's like you just took away everybody. We spent months and even almost years just developing and watching them grow. I need to reset myself and watch NXT. So I'm looking forward to see how the storytelling of this match with TM61 versus the Arthurs of Pain. But if I have to vote, I'm going to just go with the Arthurs of Pain because you really did a, a, a decent job right before I reset it myself with, with um, NXT to make sure you establish these guys as a powerhouse. I agree. DC? Uh, I'm actually going to go the other way. I'm going to go with TM61. I think the Authors of Pain have gotten pretty over as kind of a monster tag team, no nonsense. Uh, TM61, while they're known kind of worldwide, they've been kind of lukewarm uh, Mm -hmm. in full sail. And so Mm -hmm. I think that this might be a way for them to kind of really get over. And I I think Authors of Pain need the win, but not as much as TM61 Mm -hmm. would to solidify them in NXT. Fair and point. Paul Ellering's in a cage. Very fair point. <clears throat> I, for the first time ever on a podcast. Don't say. <laughs> don't say. Me and Silly sounds are going to agree or something. Oh, finally. <laughs> He's come to the light. <laughs> That's it. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> um. All right, so let's go down to car real quick. We have the Revival um, versus DYI. Um, which is the team of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, it's good to see the Revival back and healthy, but I'm not going against those guys at nope. all. Nope. As, as much as I like the DIY, I'm never going against the Revival. The best tag team in the world right now. In all of wrestling, agreed. Two out of Even three. Even better four. than the Young Bucks. Even better yeah. than the Young Bucks. And you know what's crazy? I And I think that when they get them to the main roster, I cannot wait to see a revival versus Uso match. I, I don't know why, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just feeling that to the utmost right now. I'm loving none the of, Uso's heel gimmick. I'm loving it. I am none, loving it. Nonetheless, though, I have deep um excuse me, I have the revival winning the first two pinfalls of that two out of three falls and flat out that's it, that's the win. DC, what you what you got for me? I'm I'm torn on this one. Both teams to me are amazing to watch, a lot of fun. I, I just I don't know. I I kind of want to say DIY, 
And I honestly feel like whoever loses this match is destined for the main roster really soon. Good that, point. I can get with That's that. That's a good point. I can get with that. Tell so us. I, I, I can't call. You know what, DC, if you just made that point, I would say the Revival will win and then still DIY would bring up to the main roster faster. Even though the Revival are the best tag team, the only thing I'm not sure if the Revival can do is continue a main event storyline and be relevant because there's too many tag teams that's made it up there that's been great from NXT that's just been buried. And it's so sad to see. You saw it on SmackDown when they did that 16-man match. Those eight guys that was on the other side, I was just like, wow, you guys were all great in NXT and then just went turd when you came to the main roster. And I don't want to see that again. I'm glad Brizongo was on the was on the right side because I no, really, exactly. <laughs> but I did I did really feel bad for the um the charity squad that was on the other side. Oh and my it, god. T <laughs> Wayne, <laughs> what you got for me? Um I'm going with DIY with Revival coming up to the main roster soon. Okay. Okay. Um so we already talked about the Authors of Pain match. Um now, here's going to be an interesting match. Bobby Roode versus Bobby Roode. Glorious. The perfect 10. Nonetheless, Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. Canada. It doesn't matter, Bobby Roode. In the next question. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with him. I, You know how I love about my – but, you know, <laughs> Bobby Roode all day. Glorious. Um. Did. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm, 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 ten. Perfect ten. ten. I'm ten. sporting my shirt. Um, awesome. My, okay, so since, okay, hold on. So you go with Ty Dillinger and everybody's going with Bobby Roode. I expect, okay. Being in this hometown does mean a lot, but doesn't mean everything. Considering that Sasha Banks lost in Boston. And and I you know I don't think this I don't think it really hurts somebody to win in their hometown I mean to lose in their hometown but for somebody to win in somebody else's hometown really helps them I feel like Todd Dillinger lost some steam at a point especially not being at the last takeover which I'm was confused about I mean yes he was there because they did a pre-recorder for uh, NXT but for him to not actually be displayed on that I feel like he lost a little bit of steam on that note. I would love to see Ty Dillinger win, but I would really want Bobby Roode to win. I expect to have a glorious entrance. Um, I expect this entrance to be like on Cincinnati Nakamura, like epic level. This is his hometown. And nonetheless, when can we get one of these guys on the main roster? On SmackDown at that. Let's do it right. I can I see I can see Bobby being on SmackDown. Actually, I can see both of them being on SmackDown. To me, they'll fit better on SmackDown. And Bobby can go straight to the title picture. And imagine this: uh, AJ Styles versus Bobby Roode coming to SmackDown. Yeah, but one of them will have to be face. I put AJ back face again. He could probably flip more times than uh, <laughs> Cena would never do. It doesn't even matter what AJ is right now, but he needs to be exactly what he is, and you know they're gonna love him anyway. He's the, the face runs the that game. runs the place. This is true. No matter if any of us forgot about it, he's going to make sure he reminds each and every time he touches that mic. Uh, 
Who, who's, who told him, oh, Kevin Owens said, yeah, it's pretty easy for you to steal somebody else's gimmick, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give him his props there. Oh, man, looking back at looking at Total Divas. Um, don't, don't, don't tell me. I just turned away from it. You know, like I said, I'm watching Property Brothers. It's just to occupy my time. I'm just looking at everybody's faces being in uh, WrestleMania, man. That takes us back. Let's go back to WrestleMania. DC, did you attend WrestleMania 32? I did not attend WrestleMania 32. I could not uh, uh, afford tickets at that point. Oh, man. How far is uh, Dallas from San Antonio just to drive? Not that far. I think probably f- between four or five hours. Okay. okay. Probably less than that, but I drive slow. <laughs> it's okay. It's uh, okay. Just want to, <laughs> just want to play a reminder, as I've just seen it on TV, that Naomi took the pen uh, on WrestleMania in that woman's battle royal. The, the Brie Bella uh, pre-retirement of pregnancy match? Yeah, that. <laughs> anyway, so we'll get distracted. We have Oscar versus Mickey James um, for the NSC. This, this is going to be good. Um, although, I don't expect Oscar, who has not lost the match yet, to lose here. Exactly. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar's taking this one. Yeah. Uh, so, we got, so, everyone is saying Oscar? Oh boy, here, here don't do it. Don't do it. I might have to go with a surpriser and, and, and pick Mickey. Sorry. No, that, that what does that do for Oscar? What does that do for Mickey? It, it doesn't do no, this match does nothing to neither one of them. Let's be real. It kind of does. Oscar's undefeated. She can't just lose to somebody that's not even technically signed, you know? <laughs> that hurts. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. You can build a storyline of her losing. No, it's okay. When has okay. ever a superstar because built the, a storyline of losing? You can you can build a storyline of her losing, coming back mad, and being even more dominant than ever. All right, you know who you sound like that they tried to do that to? Who? And he's still not recovering. Who? I'm gonna t- I'm gonna let you take a guess. Take it up. To, I'll give you three guesses who they did that to. Has somebody that was dominant, that was winning, that was undefeated, made him lose, and it did not help. I mean, shit, that's half the roster. No, I mean, <laughs> think about it. That's half the roster. I'll give Much. you. I know you're not no. talking about who I think you're talking about. Who? <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> no, you're not. Who you think I'm talking about. You take LC, he hasn't recovered yet. He hasn't. You don't think so? No, they're trying to build him back, and it still hasn't helped. <sighs> I'm thinking Rusev. Nope. DC, do you know who I'm talking about? I was going with Machka over here. So. Yep. No. Two chains. I'll let you get your guess in. No, I absolutely was with Machka, too, but I actually feel like he's actually doing good. So I was like, can't be him. So I don't know. Bo Dallas. Uh-huh. R-Truth <laughs> killed his career. <laughs> Mind blown. I forgot about Yes. Our uh, truth killed his career. Well, I, I think that's a two totally different situations. I don't think they, they, were, they were high on Bo Dallas in the first place. Remember, this dude was the NXT champion for a long time. And hey, he had a great ladder match that first time in NXT history. Come into Raw, hey, you're undefeated, you and then you know who else? You know who else was, was NXT champion? Neville, and what is he knowing? So that doesn't well, he, matter to me. He wasn't undefeated, though. It doesn't matter. Start him with a bang. Don't worry, I expect <laughs> Neville to be near the Cruiserweight uh, Championship. Exactly. Hopefully. 
for sure. But um, okay. So any wise person who's going to pick Oscar here, um, I'm going. <laughs> first of all, I'm going with the creative choice, and I'm going the opposite way. I'm sorry, but I'm Mickey, going against the grain. Mickey J wasn't even the creative choice. Trish Stratus <laughs> was before she um announced that she was pregnant again. Yeah. So and uh, and 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 I was even curious about here Trish Stratus was going to take the place here because um. Wasn't what's the face rumored to be returning back to SmackDown at some point? This could have been a good look for her to come back on um NST. Uh what's her name? Um Oh, where's Dr. M when I need him? She's a former women's champion as well, too. Uh, uh I'll come back to it. I'll figure it out. But anyway, for um and for the NST championship, we got Nakamura versus Samoa Joe. Um I'll say I, this. I will only watch the match if the guy plays the violin again. <laughs> that, that's not happening. And they're going to have to one-up that. That's, that's the big question. How do they one-up that again? They you know, don't. You can't, you can't up it. I don't even so, think it's right. I think Bobby Roode should have the best interest that day, and it should just be that. Hmm? I, think, I, I think they need to give it to him and just, you know, let him have a shot on that note. Um, Okay. So I think we I think we kind of got to go back to the booking from earlier. Whoever loses this should be coming to the main roster soon. I'm uh, like, I you know what I I really don't know. I don't think they're gonna point really anybody up until Royal Rumble time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I would agree with that. I think if um they come up, they both will come up during the Royal Rumble. Because I think they might – actually, I wouldn't be surprised if this Royal Rumble, and I'm not just saying it because we'll be there, uh, it might go back to a 40-man Royal Rumble this year. Hmm. It, it, wouldn't this be the 30th anniversary? No, or am I wrong? I don't, I, I don't know. Okay. Just an interesting component. I think it might go back to 40. but Because I think they, this would be a good way to bring up NXT guys through the Rumble prior to me. I mean, it's a good way, but here's – my thing is, right now, I don't think the people that we want to see are going to be brought up. I don't think that Nakamura can be brought up until in the middle of next year. Mm-hmm. I- I'm sorry. I don't mean Nakamura. I didn't mean Nakamura. I mean Samoa Joe. I expect Samoa Joe to uh, make an appearance in the main roster. I feel like Nakamura needs to stay at NST to help with, um, to help with talent that's coming over from um, – Maybe like New Japan and stuff to get them accustomed to the WWE way. Uh, maybe help break the language barrier and stuff like that. I feel like he's more needed behind the scenes than we actually know it. Hey, but Ray- is prime to beat a heel on the main roster right now. Hey, raise your hand if you would like to see a Samoa Joe versus Kevin Owens match. Everybody, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Look, we talking about we talking about fantasy matches with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. There's some fantasy matches with Kevin Owens and AJ Styles that are. That components are floating around that we need to get the mesh. <laughs> Straight up. Yep. But um, I was talking about Victoria earlier too, by the way. That was rumored to come back for SmackDown. Gotcha. I'll be in favor of that. But yeah, okay, so that's that's NST's card. Um and then and then um now let's move forward to I'm gonna get this right. Survivor Series. About time. 
All right, when SummerSlam come around, I promise you, I'm going to get that right. You're going to be saying Survivor Series the whole time. Watch. <laughs> not, at all, not at all. Um. Okay, so um, the first match on the card that got listed is The Miz, Booker Maurice versus Sami Zayn for the IC Championship. Now, I don't think this match really comes down to who should win and who should get the belt. I think, it, I think this match comes down to more or less, where, the, where does the belt belong? Or where does it make sense? Does the belt make sense to be on SmackDown or wrong? SmackDown, because it's where the Miz is. I mean, you, if it's come off of SmackDown, then you don't have a chance. You only have but one champion. I'm sorry. You only have two? Three. Three. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, but you, you, have the, you have the copies. I hope nobody gets mad at me for calling the belts copies. <laughs> so you only have one original belt and two yes. copies. And I feel like the, the IC is the second most prestigious match uh, belt in the company. Right. And I feel like it only makes sense for it to be there uh, to bring more legitimacy to the show. So I expect it to stay on SmackDown. Right. However, before, whatever, uh, before last night with the Miz beat Dolph Ziggler, I expected Dolph Ziggler to um I expected Dolph Ziggler to win, Sami Zayn to win, and then Sami Zayn to be traded for the Miz. That's what I thought was gonna happen. That's interesting. And then you have Sami Zayn and the and Dolph Ziggler at TLC um in December for the belt. I just think you can't take the Miz off SmackDown. I think honestly, once again, I may be favor or partial to him. And DC, you might can agree with me since you put Miz in the Hall of Fame. Um, I, I think the Miz is the best thing on SmackDown and actually gives SmackDown some good, good credibility. Granted, I know James Ellsworth is doing his thing. I know AJ's doing his thing, but you need that strong mid-card person on there and the Miz is like the highest of the highest mid card that needs to dominate on SmackDown. He just makes it great. No, and I, I can't imagine giving the belt to the Miz and then having him lose it so quickly. Right. I mean you can kind of tie it into the Daniel Bryan Miz storyline that's been going on for a while. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I would have rather have Dolph Ziggler lose it and then have the Miz go to Bryan and say, look at what your guy did. I wouldn't have done right. that. Yeah. Yeah. The Miz right now is the hot ticket on SmackDown. Um, I definitely want to see him stay on SmackDown. And the pieces of the puzzle that revolve around him, it's going to be interesting moving forward. He is, he is much-watched TV right now. So. Mm-hmm. so with that being said, I expect for this to be a really good match, but I expect the Miz to retain. Let me ask you this, two chains, right back at you. Does this match open Survivor Series, or do you put one of the, the three Raw versus SmackDown matches as an opening match? Oh, uh, you, you! I think you put the cruiserweight right now. Okay. Let's get the purple. Let's get the purple rush over with right now. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I don't agree with you. I think that one of the three are going to be first. They're going to have to space it out. The tag team one be first. Probably. Gotcha. So who do you? I, have, I say the same thing. So who do you got winning this match? The Miz to retain everybody. Yep, Miz to retain. Miz. I choose Mike Mazarian. <laughs> Funny dude. <laughs> uh, okay. Ruth Maurice. <laughs> right, Ruth Maurice. Um, so Ryan Kendrick versus Kalisto for the Cruiserweight Championship. 
Uh, we know the stakes with this. If Kalisto wins, then the Cruiserweight division transfer to SmackDown. Kalisto absolutely wins here. I think Brian Kendrick wins. I think Brian Kendrick wins as well. Kalisto wins because SmackDown gets the Cruiserweights because now you see I, – I really do honestly believe that 205 will be recorded right after SmackDown or right before SmackDown, which means that that belt needs to be on tour with SmackDown. That's just my simple booking of that. I just think from a time aspect that Raw needs the Cruiserweight division. No, they don't. No, they don't. We've been saying this for weeks, how they can't even handle them correctly. <laughs> no. That's, but that's on them. So in that case, what makes you think Raw's going to handle them correctly? Because SmackDown I mean, pace I mean, SmackDown. Much better. SmackDown pace is much better. Very I mean, so. They'll know. I mean, of course, know the- of course it's much better. It's an hour shorter. And so now you, you, you take that extra hour of Cruiserweights, you give them their own show, but indeed you can still have one Cruiserweight match on SmackDown or whatever. Don't purple it out. Keep it like a regular match. But again, you have the Cruiserweights core with SmackDown so that when you actually go to a SmackDown show, you're not getting superstars in SmackDown. You're getting SmackDown in 205. You know what I mean? It's a very good point. I mean, very good point. It's a very good point. I just think from a time aspect, I think that, and I think that Brian Kendrick would make a better champion than Kalisto. I like Brian Kendrick, but I just think this is the opportunity to make 205 uh, a realistic thing. However, do y'all know something that y'all guys are not even thinking about here? What? If Kalisto wins, Brian Kendrick goes to SmackDown so he can get the championship. He can go back for the championship again. Oh, very true. I'm- I mean, very, very true. I just don't see him losing it to Kalisto right now. Okay, so we're, 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 what's the count here? One for Kalisto, two for Brian Kendrick. DC, break break the tie. Well, it's not a tie. I mean, don't make the tie. <laughs> I'm going to have to make it a tie. I'm, go, I'm going with Kalisto, and I think Kendrick takes it back in a rematch. There we go. Thank you. I like that. I meant to say make the tie. Silly says get me off my game. Go <laughs> 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 <Over> for a chance. <laughs> um... Okay, so we got the tag team uh, traditional Survivor Series uh, elimination match. Why? I got to be honest. I'm not really invested in this match. I'm not either. This might be my bathroom break. One, one, they're already cheating because Raw has 11 people. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, I just, I don't know. I I, I don't know what to say. I, I expect Kofi to have a phenomenal match and I expect American Alpha to do some phenomenal things as well, too. Other than that, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. You have 10 people. Everybody has to be eliminated because it's a Survivor Series traditional match, but this match will be less than 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. Hey, look. I'm going to be straight with you. At this point, the, the one tag team that has to be standing is Gallows and Anderson. They have to. They if have they to. I agree. If, if they're not, then you might as well just kick them out of WWE because they're just no longer relevant. Very true. Um, yeah. I, I spent the Shining Stars to see it exit very early. Both of them at once. Oh um, I, I don't know. Go, go ahead, DC. Say something positive, please. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going. I'm going to go SmackDown team winning American Alpha standing tall. I can get with that. That I can get with that. Um, if not, if if I if if not, I expect the Usos to stand tall 
in the healer's way. But mm -hmm. I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather the American Alpha because they're, they're the next hottest thing, um, and this is their platform to to be that. Um, there's no, there's no mistake that Mick Foley mentioned them, um, on the state of the WWE. So he's aware too that like that's that's the hot team right now. Right. And I still expect American Alpha and the Usos to um, um, to feud going into TLC. So I expect some confrontation going on with that match, but I expect American Alpha to straighten it out to be able to be victorious. So. Um, the one thing I, I will say is I also expect the New Day to try something like Hillish again to come up with a win. Let's not forget any match that they've been in recently on pay-per-view. They've, they've done Hill tactics in order to win, and I expect them to do something again. And I, the reason I note to that is because if you're such a super face, why are they doing, like, um, cheers and, like, you know, interference with the third player, uh, the third member? Like, I really expect that, uh, something of that sort to come about. Right. So you, you, you've got 11 people on the Raw team, but we cannot forget about Francesca 2.0 Turbo. <laughs> they got 12 people on their team. Right, exactly. Oh, boy. That, that makes some noise. That is funny. <laughs> um, okay, so we go to um, the women's traditional uh, Survivor Series elimination match. Um... We talked about this a little bit earlier, but I, I don't. I don't know. I think SmackDown wins here because I think on paper everybody thinks the Raw brand is the strongest, and I don't think it hurts them to lose. But I think it really helps SmackDown and their up and coming NXT stars, sort of say, to get the win here. And it would be really good to see somebody like Alessa Bliss to put the team over. Um. So, Go ahead, Dwayne. <laughs> All right, since so this is what I'm gonna say, I I was thinking about it, and I still go with SmackDown. I think that uh, Becky Lynch actually gets the win for SmackDown. Um, just basically stating that I'm the better champion. We all agree that Raw on paper has the stronger team. Now, if Raw does happen to pull it out, I fully expect Bailey to be the last person still. If Raw wins, I fully expect Bailey to be the last person. Um, here's my twist on it. Um, one thing I really do agree with you, D. Wayne, that Luke Gallows and uh, Carl Anderson will have to be standing for the tag team match, and of course their heels. If that happens, I expect the SmackDown team to win, where uh, it would be like an upset in their faces. Because I feel like Raw is kind of a heel in this way, and I feel like SmackDown's a face, and you have to have a 1-1 tie going into your main event, which will be your, uh, well, technically the Goldberg match is going to be your main event. But the main event of the gimmick part of the show will be the, uh, the men's Survivor Series match, and I think you have to have a 1-1 tie going into that match. So that's why I'll take the SmackDown woman for this one. Good point. No, if, if I'm going with the SmackDown, I'm going with SmackDown tag teams, so I'm going with the Raw women. I do think that the win would help SmackDown more, mm -hmm. but I mean, and and actually, from what you just said, Raw's kind of felt the heel the whole time, right? Because uh, what the the Raw people were going to beat up Shane and Daniel Bryan, it was a five on two. Yep. So Raw's Raw's kind of the heel in all this, and they've been the heel since the uh, what you call it since the brand split. Yep, exactly. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. 
<laughs> who what show is being portrayed as being what? That's a good point. You gotta think of your managers and uh your commissioners is running and Shane's all face and Steph's all heel. Good point. Um so we got one for SmackDown, one for Raw. Sutters, who would you go with? I want Raw tag team will win because I, I, I really do agree with D Wayne about uh, Gallows and Anderson being on top. Um, and then once again, I'll just go back to my early game when I said that Nikki will be on top as the like the person. Her and Becky. No, no, Becky's getting eliminated. I said that. I can't go back on it. I would just say Nikki by herself would be the one that would be on top, even though she's not a champion. But once again, you have to put your face over. I'm really, I'm just really, I'm just really surprised that this wasn't the um, the opportunity for them to bring Emma back. Honestly, <sighs> and Malina, and Malina. <laughs> Okay, I mean, y'all, been, y'all been asking me questions. What do y'all think Natalia's going to be doing? <laughs> That's a great question. Oh, before anybody answer that, who tweeted yesterday uh, basically saying that, oh, boy, another another wrong game for Natalia. Bring back Natalia. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. She's like lost in her sauce without Tyson right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that her original gimmick when she had Davy Boy and Tyson coming out together—that was she was at her best. But I digress. Um, Natalia and I expect um, Dana Brooke to get into it outside the ring. Um, Dana Brooke, wh- who I'm who I'm a fan of, and I don't care if anybody say, will be there to be a punching bag for Natalia. So <laughs> that's it's funny it. that you say punching bag. I just digress. I'll just stop there. All right. <laughs> uh, so, Dwayne, you went with Raw on this? No, I went with SmackDown. But I'd say okay. if Raw, if Raw happened to win, it would be barely on top. Yeah, yeah. But I, I fully expect um, SmackDown with Becky Lynch and uh, being the last person standing. Yeah. Um. Let's let's move forward to WrestleMania real quick. Um, the Four Horsemen. Four horse women match is the big match everybody's been talking about since all the, the four women has been on the main roster. At some point, we got to start moving towards that. Um, I I think that I think this is the opportunity for Becky to go over Charlotte. Well, I expect Charlotte to stand tall at the end for Raw, but I expect Becky to go over as well. I, well, I will hope for Becky to go over as well in a in a in a fashion that does hit towards that match eventually happening. To, to what extent at this point does that happen? Not sure, but it will be curious to see. I got a real interesting topic I want to talk about closing the show, but um, nonetheless, um, like I'm, I'm gonna stick to my original book and like I, I'd rather see a less somebody like a, a lesser bliss to come over to really help um, push them over the top moving forward. And if it's by some trickery of getting Becky Lynch eliminated or something, either way, I'm still for it. So. But the men's Survivor Series elimination matches, which is going to be the most interesting because there's so many pieces of the puzzle that can be shuffled around here in order to book for some better matches moving down the list. The biggest thing that I get from this, which I alluded to earlier, is The Undertaker coming out saying, whoever causes this loss, basically, is going to have to deal with me. The rumors out there has been that AJ is going to be his next to see him sometime soon. Not WrestleMania, but sometime sooner than that. And or, I mean, because he's already cleaned the list with everybody else. Well, he hasn't fought Dean Ambrose, but AJ just seems to be the person that makes sense. 
Does AJ somehow cost this match for Raw to go over? Um, yes, because I expect Raw to win. I expect the last two to be Kevin Owens and AJ, the last two standing. You have to put your two title belt holders at the end. And I think by maybe some heelish way, uh, Kevin Owens will win. And that will send a feud for AJ and The Undertaker. If you want to line it like that, you know, predicting. Um, you can go other routes, but I think that's just the best route. That's the safest route. And that will bring the best out of everybody without making anybody look bad. Because if any champion gets eliminated or not in the last two, that champion's automatically going to see as weaker. DC? I have no idea what to think about this match when it comes to all the pieces, because you've got, like, they, I mean, they've highlighted it all. You've got infighting right. on each team. You've got rivalries across the teams. You've got James Ellsworth on the outside. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I almost, I almost want James Ellsworth to cost the match and have him get tombstone the next night. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's how he's out to the rumble. And then of course, James Ellsworth, number, number 30, he comes out to the rumble. Right. Question. Is the Undertaker bat? <laughs> No, I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, from what he was saying last night, he's saying he, he it sounds like he might be back a little bit more than usual. Yeah, he said WrestleMania would not define his career no more now that he's back. I was like, wait a minute, what, what are you saying? So I don't know. James Ellsworth for the tombstone. I'm all for that. I'm all. I'm all for that. Well, <laughs> let, let me ask you this, just to add to that. Would you say Brock Lesnar's back, right? Would you say he's an official Raw uh, wrestler? Yep. And I think The Undertaker would run that same type of schedule. Part-time schedule, maybe there once a month, maybe twice a month. Uh, He may show up at every other pay-per-view, which is like a big four pay-per-view. So he'll be at Survivor Series, he'll be at Royal Rumble. Um, But I don't expect him to be there every week. Not at his age, not at his condition. Okay, so the condition thing I'm not going to let you get a pass about because everybody was – writing him off when he was on crutches, even though he was just coming back from uh, rehabilitation or, or maybe a surgery or whatever it was. Right. I mean, yeah, his age, we got it. And his condition may be really good for whatever his age is, but let's not, let's not, let's not let Father Time get him until Father Time really displays that it got him. You know what I mean? I mean, he can go to his 60s as long as he's healthy. Look at Ric Flair. This is true. No. So. And I mean, LeBron James. LeBron James snubbed him, so he thought I have to go out there and prove myself now. All right, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna let that get passed. LeBron talking about he didn't know he was in there, like in the uh, locker room, like whatever. <laughs> um, James Ellsworth actually calls his Dean. Am- actually helps Dean Ambrose gets the win for this match. You think so? That's how that is booked. Yes. And I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this one time only. Kevin Owens needs to be the last person yep, I in agree. that match. I if agree. he's not the last person, that just what you're telling me is that his title run is just not that important. Because I already feel like Chris Jericho's overshadowing him. So if he's not the last person in this match, then you're telling me something. Who eliminates Braun Strowman? Uh, Roman the Reigns. SmackDown team. I'm about to say. I'm about to say Roman Reigns. Oh, <laughs> oh, the whole collaborative Big Show effort. Yeah. 
I got you. You know, uh, it's Shane McMahon. I don't. I still don't think Shane Russell's in this match. I really don't. He may, but I still. Th- I think something may pop up. Maybe the Undertaker does still wrestle. I put the tweet in. I said I think the Undertaker will actually replace Shane. I'm still open to that. So I don't know. Nobody's nobody's here for Cena. Who? Nah, C- Cena is chilling, making money off. Who's oh. that? I don't know who that is. John Cena. John Cena don't need to do anything but come. Russell the match and leave. <laughs> like, don't be saying he got to record this show and this movie. <laughs> John Cena could come, Russell that match, and roll out. Private chat. Nah. Be fine. Nah, I <laughs> Just bring the joints to the khakis. That's it. I don't think we see Cena tomorrow. <laughs> this Sunday. Not even a possibility. It would be crazy to hear rumors flying around Twitter that John Cena was spotted. In um Toronto, I know. As soon as those rumors say, we be like, ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> um, so Braun Strowman gets eliminated by the whole team. Roman Reigns, how does he get eliminated? Double crossed by Seth Rollins. I think Dean Ambrose Ooh. eliminates him. Yeah, thirty deeds. No, I think they. I think they'll go with the typical. I think AJ Styles eliminates him. How about Roman? How about Roman Reigns eliminate Dean Ambrose? Yeah, I do think that. I just, I just think that Roman Reigns is going to be part of that final three. Um, I'm trying to think. Would you put Bray Wyatt over him? Bray Wyatt. Um, that's interesting. That, that's possible. Here's, here's a good question: Who gets eliminated first? Let's just do that. Who gets eliminated first, and why? Braun Strowman. Take the biggest guy out. No, I don't think it's a Braun Strowman. Not Braun. I don't think Braun is. I hate, I hate saying it, but I think Chris Jericho. That I, 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 Go ahead. I, was I want him to leave. Thing. I want him to leave and then try to get back when KO is the last one on the team. <laughs> good point. Good point. It's yeah. a good point. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking down the list. I mean, I don't expect Randy, not Shane. Definitely not Seth. This is going to be a good match, okay? Nonetheless. um, This match goes over 30 minutes. You know what's crazy? I have SmackDown winning all three matches right now. Ooh. And I'm a SmackDown Team Blue kind of guy with the blue shirt on right now, but still. I have SmackDown winning all three matches. I don't. I just, I just think that Kevin Owens needs to be that last person. He has to. They don't really have a choice. I expect Chris Jericho to cross Kevin Owens, and I expect AJ Styles to cleanly eliminate Kevin Owens. I, I, I expect the champion versus champion match come WrestleMania. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. Book it, Vince. I don't think. He, I think. I don't think you're gonna see it because some painted. Demon dude is supposed to be coming back. Oh boy, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that does. Six, five, six months will be in January, right? Hey, yeah. look, I, look, I, I don't care. Champion versus champion, AJ Styles versus the one of them is is book events. <laughs> 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 hey, book events. <laughs> if this was like, if this was anybody else, like this would have been done already. You know? <laughs> Um. All right, so let's go. Around, let's just go around the board so we can close up the show for the night. So I'm going with SmackDown. What you guys got? 
Uh, for the finish at the end, raw. Kevin Owens has to be finished. Has to finish last. I agree, Dwayne. No, I'm, I'm gonna go raw too. I'm gonna go raw too. Yeah, That's I'm going raw. All right, all right. Um, and if Smack that win, y'all all owe me a beer and <laughs> claim it. I will mail it to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, it's the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. Okay. Good deal. Um, okay, so the fantasy match that I don't know. Have we all been waiting for? <laughs> Not sure. Not sure. Okay, before we get into this, we got Goldberg with Paul Heyman versus I'm sorry, Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus Goldberg. And before we even put this match, Goldberg sent out a tweet earlier saying that um, he's not going to, I guess he said he's not going to deny, but he did hurt his shoulder on that Raw segment. And he says his body feels like crap or whatever. Um, I expect him to fully still work this match. But now the question is, will he be able to really legitimately get go, um, get Brock up for the jackhammer? But forget that. I think somebody interferes in this match, and this match doesn't even finish cleanly. Because, again, the WWE loves their threes, and that's about to see this match redone at WrestleMania. Two teams you already know. WWE like things in threes. I am not sold on this match. I do not want to see this match. And this is giving an excuse of why this match is going to be bad, because Goldberg's sh- shoulders are certain. Yeah, Brock, Brock wins dirty. That's what happens. Yes. If, if anything, Brock wins dirty. I, I agree with that. That's the only thing I have to say. And I hope it's not like no. dirty, like Randy Orton dirty, but just dirty. <laughs> it's going to be dirty like no, Luke I- Harper's shirt dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, DC. No, I mean, it, it, it's kind of like the, it's, they keep calling it fantasy warfare gone real. And it's just it, it doesn't really mean too much. And I know the track record with anybody WCW against Brock Lesnar or anybody in WWE. I, I've got to go with Brock Lesnar winning this one however he wants to. Just, I don't know. It, it, it's I, I want to see Goldberg win and I'm interested, but I'm not invested in the match. Um, oh, the pain of Steen losing that WrestleMania. <clears throat> I, I know what I want to say. I want to say Goldberg. Goldberg being the first WCW person to actually be <laughs> to win. I, I I just I don't think he signed on to lose. Yeah, I, I signed on to get paid. Yep, I was I was booking that with Sting for one whole year. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> one whole year, and now all, all I have is. A broken heart and a lot of tears that I've shed. <laughs> because my man. If, if Goldberg wins, if Goldberg wins, it's got to be at WrestleMania. I think you got to do it on the grandest stage of all. No, I don't. I don't. That's my guy. That's my guy. I mean, while we, while we sit there and say, I don't think he wrestles WrestleMania. I think he's inducted into the Hall of Fame WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't know, but, you know, I, I'm because I'm going to talk about the. the um, Hall of Fame, and then uh, we'll end the show. So we got three for Brock and one for Goldberg. You listen, looks like yep. I expect Goldberg Go to be Brock. in the Hall of Fame. I think so. I think it's about his time. I, I think it's only right. But uh, speaking of the Hall of Fame, um, Vader kind of tweeted out about his health condition. Yep. The doctor saying he only has about two years to live, and Mick Foley instantly campaigns that Vader goes into the Hall of Fame this year. Um, like we talked about a couple episodes with 
you know, with the men's going into the Hall of Fame, it, it always comes down to it. Whenever it's like something health detrimental or, you know, somebody passing away, they get their consideration then. I think I think they stick to their guns here, and I think Vader, we do see Vader in the Hall of Fame this year, and I, and I think it's absolutely the right thing to do. You give them this year, and if, you know, if the medical, if, if everything, the medical diagnosis and everything is correct, and he only has two years to live, you mean what, you give the guy one year, you give him basically almost two years to celebrate the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame, instead of when it's too late, you know? So, I think it makes sense for that, but, um, I guess the question is then, who really who who headlines their Hall of Fame this year? Then I thought Goldberg was the no-brainer choice, but now I don't know. I still think Goldberg's your no-brainer choice. I just don't think he's wrestling WrestleMania weekend. I was kind of sad when I heard that about Vader because I'll never forget seeing Vader on Boy Meets World. That was like reality and reality <laughs> like equals like real life. Now I was like, this is really real stuff here, you know? <laughs> yeah. How awesome is that? Um, but anyway, for close the show, um, again, DC, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Definitely was smooth. Um, again, no, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no problem, man. You, you, anytime you want to get on, just you know, same routine. We'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll make it happen. Uh, go ahead and plug your Twitter or any other things that, like, again, if you want anybody to follow you, like, or whatever you have going on. Uh, follow me at the underscore David Conrad. Uh, I have nothing really going on right now. I just I do wrestling. I'm a math teacher, so I'll complain about students every now and again. <laughs> uh, not sure, uh, but yeah, uh, no. I was going to say, say not sure if working, you're aware, but uh, three of our members are teachers as well too. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yep. So there was there was pro you, so they saw the teacher part. That was the yep. no break. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but go ahead. No, get I will say. Uh, I'm working on a project that is yet to be released, but I will say watch out for Vector Wrestling. Okay. So that's more more to be discovered later. But I'm gonna plug I'm gonna plug my future stuff. Vector Wrestling. Awesome, awesome. Best of luck to you on that, man. Definitely. Wherever we can help or advertise, promote, you know, give us a ring. We got you. Definitely. I will do that. And if you know. I don't know if you know, but we're all the way hashtag uh, support any wrestling. So any efforts to that, we're definitely for anything else wrestling. We like it. Point blank. If it's awesome. about Roman Reigns, then uh, Dwayne loves it. Hey, first of all, first of all, it's right now. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> Roman Reigns is great. I'm I'm gone. I'm done. Hey, he's I'm great. Done. He picks up great matches. It's okay. Hey, D-Way, by any chance, would you was you hoping that Roman Reigns is going to be on Total Divas this week? No. Okay. <laughs> just, just wondering. <laughs> you think you think E may give him his own show at some point? No. <laughs> Are you going to give him his own show at some point? No. <laughs> Total Roman. Yeah. yeah. Or or catching with Roman, <laughs> the Roman <laughs> Empire. You know how cliche shows are nowadays, right? <laughs> Anywho, um, for all the fans that tuned in this week, uh, and for DC again, thanks for joining us. Um, this is the Big Mobile Wrestling Podcast. Join us each and every week. 
um, at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You know, follow us on Twitter, follow us on YouTube, like on Facebook, all that other good stuff. Interact with us. And, you know, if anybody else wants to get on the show or anything, just give us a buzz, you know, about interacting and uh, meeting new people and just, you know, trying to have a good time with some good debate going on. So, again, appreciate everybody listening. Everybody, y'all have a good night.